Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 165. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. I pray that it's uh, a blessing and an encouragement um, and uh, some counsel. So in this particular episode, it's um, it's more so I felt the, the morning of this of this episode, I felt an impression, uh, the Lord giving me regarding those who are listening. This, by the Lord's grace and mercy, uh, this podcast uh, reaches uh, thousands of people all across the world, um, continents that I've never, um, or rather countries that I've never even heard of, um, are are finding these episodes and so I'm blown away by how God is, has expanded the reach of this and I'm thankful for it and I'm very much aware of my own insufficiency to make anything happen I've if you know me if you're connected to me personally then you know uh, i'm a i'm a man of many of many thoughts and many different pursuits and so i am well accustomed to the reality of in my own strength my insufficiency uh, is is abounds i am um i'm not enough to make things happen or bring them into existence so i'm i'm well uh, well aware that it's this is any goodness or uh, multiplication that this podcast has is solely from the Lord. And so I'm thankful for him and for you all. But this particular episode is very impromptu and more so taking a counseling approach. And so I feel that the Lord impressed upon me this morning that there are those that are listening that are, well, they, they're in many different places. Some are on the, the very brink of a decision as it relates to adultery, uh, an affair. You, you have developed relationship with another person that's not your spouse. And, and that has... That has grown into something more than just a either work relationship, um, maybe social media relationship, some kind of relationship that started off one way but has grown into something more. And I, uh, so I find these I find these people who are who are listening, who are in this place of either decision, of moving on, moving forward, moving deeper into this decision. Um, some may be hearing this and they have already gotten into that place. They have already moved into 
a place of there's no turning back from here. Um, There are others listening who are at the place of noticing that there's feelings that have been established for some person, not their spouse. So there's a wide spectrum, I believe, of people in different places where you you may find yourself in any spectrum of that. And so I, I just want to be a piece of counsel um, as though one would talk to their friend. And I've found myself in these places before. And so um, I, I have... I have a bit of of understanding as it relates to what happens in the mind. And so I, I just want to, I hope and I pray, give, give some perception or some advice, if you will, as to the moment that you find yourself in. Now, you know, when you get in this place of... Even, uh, even at the very beginning, uh, you know, of noticing someone that is not your spouse, there, there tends to be a, a there tends to be an an excitement of, you know, this new thing, and I think inside of us all there there is this. There is this desire for expansion, for um, for something new. We have, I think, in us all this element of an explorer, and I think if we allow that that thing to become dysfunctional in us, then the the devil takes it and cultivates it, and when we allow our minds to go to places that it should not, something begins to grow in our hearts. And, you know, I would say that the majority of people, 98% of people who who enter into some kind of um, affair or some some type of relationship with another that is not their spouse— I would say the majority of those, and I don't have any kind of real specific data. This is just from my own mind. Perhaps maybe 98% of those people don't seek out intentionally to pursue that path. They don't, um, they don't, they're not intentionally setting out that, you know, that very morning, I think I'm going to commit adultery today or have an affair today or develop a relationship with someone that's not my spouse. That's not how it works. It, it, it begins as something that you, you kind of f- fall into. Now, that's not, that's not taking blame away from you as the guilty party. Of course, you're the guilty party. You've, you've made decisions and you're bearing consequences of those decisions. And and so there, there's most definitely guilt involved, but but no one sets out to, to well, I should say most people don't set out to do that. They, through the, through the quick exchange of 
of moments and encounters and decisions, you look back and think, wow, how did I get here? How did it end up here? It's like a blur that happens. And so, you know, when I was impressed upon this episode and and I felt it to be the case for many people who listen, I... What I, what I want to really impart in, in this is that many times in the moments of decision, you, you don't think about those things that cause the most lasting, um, shall I say, devastation, the most lasting consequences. These are the things that we don't think about. And so my prayer for each one listening um, and even myself included, all of us have this component in us that we can you know, violate our covenant relationships. So I pray that, that in those moments we find ourselves where things could happen or things could develop, that I pray that we would have a mind to to think and to understand with clarity those outcomes, those consequences that can impact us for the rest of our life. Well, what am I talking about? Well, I mean, primarily and and even you know most importantly, think about think about your children. Think about what this decision does to your children. Think about how it it will affect them for the rest of their lives. We don't, in the heat of the moment of these, you know, um, types of affairs and daydreams and imaginations, we don't think about those things. We're so caught up inside the moment of infatuation, perhaps, or you're you you love the thrill of the chase, or you um, you're just excited to be noticed. Finally, you know, your spouse is perhaps checked out and they are nowhere to be found. Perhaps they're busy all the time. They're working constantly and you find yourself with no attention and no affection and there could be intimacy lacking inside your relationship. There's just a whole host of things that can degrade inside of covenant relationship. And so you find yourself inspired in a way, inside of these affair situations. And so, but you don't think about, you get in this cloud, this fog, and you can't see farther ahead of you than the moment. But think of your children. Think about the lasting effects that it will have on their life. Not only how it can devastate their little hearts or their big hearts, depending on how old they are, but that can carry over with them into their own relationships, creating these these uh, f- foundations of distrust and um, and you know hostility towards you know certain uh, certain genders if they have hard feelings toward things. Just a host of things that can can be discovered inside the heart of your children, and so I would just. 
I would urge you, um, if you find yourself in this place of decision, think on these things. I would ask that the Lord would impart to you a feeling of to be able to experience the feeling of the consequences of what would happen, to be able to feel your children's hearts in the matter, to feel the hearts of those that it affects in your immediate relationships. You know, we don't think about the the complications of what that produces inside of, you know, family get-togethers. Um the awkwardness of relationship uh, of those connected to you. We don't think about those things. We don't think about what it does to the kids. We don't think about what it does to our own hearts and minds. And that's just to con- take into consideration those connected to you. What about the other person that you may be, you know, perhaps dabbling with? You know, they have a sphere of influence and, and things affect them as well. So there's many things that we don't think about. And let me just let me just say this. You it may be exciting now. You may have this you, you know you may be love struck what you might think or um lust struck whatever the case is. Um you may be in, infatuated with this person and think you you can't live without them and they've you know been they're everything that you've always wanted and um, you know, the, the absentism or uh, the lack in your current covenant relationship is uh, it's just got you so depressed and down that you feel stuck and chained to this person. But now this other person has come into your life and you, you feel the sense of, of life and vitality again. You feel like a young person again. Let me just tell you that that will go away. That will fade away. And you'll find yourself down the road, could be days, months, uh, years later, you'll find yourself in the exact same place of disappointment and frustration. Uh, this, This new person will become old again, and you'll be right back circled around in the same place of frustrated disappointment, looking for something new. And, and that's the way that the that's the way that the devil works. He lures you in with the appeal of something. And then once he's got you in, then he twists it around and shows it from the other end. You know, oh, how wonderful and fun and exciting this is. And then once the new wears off and he's captured you in his clutches and all the devastation has happened in your family and in your friends. You've isolated yourself and cut yourself off from relationships. And not to mention just the, the sin that, that it involves. It, it, now then, the devil takes it from the opposite end, develops it from the opposite spectrum. And you'll find yourself right back in the same place. And if you're not careful, you'll go right back into these same cycles of I'm bored, I'm, I'm unattracted, and I am uh, and looking for something new. 
and you'll just create in this your worldview this this constant cycle of of new and then bored. So I would just encourage you if you're in this place and you and right now you're you're foggy, you're you're excited, you're you're infatuated. I would just I would just ask you to take a step back. Don't act and ask the Lord to show you to let you feel the weight of what you're doing to remove the fog so that you can see the long path and and I th- and I'm confident that if you do that God will be faithful to let you feel what those feel around you and it will take away much of the appeal of what you might be deciding. Now, I want to say one final kind of closing thing. If if you've if you're the person who's listening and you have you have already took that step into an affair and perhaps you've already uh, devastated your family, your relationships, and maybe you're still in relationship with this this person, this uh, affair person, or maybe that has now been ruined as well, and you find yourself with nothing. I would just I want to say to you that God's love is not dependent upon our performance. There's nothing that we can do, no decision that we can make that will change God's love for us. He loves us whether we are performing to the utmost degree of you know, God's law or if we are running like the prodigal son who is far from the father, who's living a life of of whatever he desires, filling his belly with anything that he can get a hold of. God's love for us does not change. Now, people's love for us will change. We have a conditional love, but God's love for us is unconditional. I mean, just think for a second. Even when we were sinners, Christ died for us. You know, that, that tells us that even when we were enemies of God, He loved us and died for us. And we read in the Bible that, you know, any, you know, a good man may die for for his friends or for someone he loves, but but many of us we wouldn't we wouldn't risk anything for someone that we don't care about. Well, God's love is so much greater than ours. So I would just encourage you. To remember, if you've gotten your pla- yourself in this place where you've made your decisions and now you're 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 harvesting the fruit of the consequences of your decisions, God's love remains constant, remains steady and steadfast. Now the situation around you may be crumbling and uh, everything may be falling in on you, but God's love remains steadfast.
And so I would just encourage you to turn to God. Tell him what you've done. You know uh, that, that he knows already what you've done. But just confess it to him. Tell him that you have you've chosen your own way. Uh, you have went against his commandments. And, and, and ask him to forgive you. And you know he's faithful to, to do so. He's forgiven you. He's made way for forgiveness already for each one of us through Jesus Christ. And so if we will just approach him, to come to him, then he will make a way for us. Now it doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Re, re, you know, re, disengaging from, from that sin that you're in adultery, affairs, whatever it may look like. But it doesn't mean it will be easy to disengage from that, but it's necessary because the end of that way is only death. And so just turn to Him. Remember that His love for you is steadfast. He may not be pleased with how you're living your life, but if you will just turn to him, turn away from that thing that's got a grip on you. Turn to him, keep your eyes fixed on him, engage with him. There's, there's so much power in prayer, and, and perhaps you've prayed a million prayers to stay out of this, but you find yourself continuously slipping back into it. I understand and I would just say keep praying, keep pressing in to intimacy with God. You know, you'll never do better by trying harder. I think that will free a lot of people, that statement. You'll never do better by trying harder. Because no amount of trying hard will ever give you freedom. That freedom only comes through intimacy, nearness, with God. It'll only come through intimacy because it'll take those decisions that you that you want to make and it'll it'll reveal the nature of those decisions in the light of relationship with God. You'll take your desire and see that it is substandard to violating God's relationship with you. You will you will find that the appeal of that decision doesn't quite have the allure that it once did. So I would just submit to you, um, seek God for intimacy, for relationship. If, the, if, if, your, if your covenant relationship with your spouse is not what you want it to be, it's not what you signed up for, Continue to just press in to God. Ask Him to, to change that thing in you that causes you to have this expectation of them. Don't make your fulfillment dependent upon how they perform in whatever capacity it is, emotional, physical, mental, don't make how good you're doing be dependent upon how they perform. 
I mean, we, we don't want that placed upon us. We shouldn't place it upon others. So just press into that relationship with God by way of Holy Spirit. Ask Him to change you so that you find your fulfillment only, solely through Him. And continue to pray for your spouse in, in every facet through the you know, for their work, for their uh, emotions, for their, uh, you know, mental stability, all these things, pray, continue to pray for them every day and that they, that they, the spouse would become more uh, intimate and devoted to God. Because when we, if we have a dysfunctional relationship with our heavenly father, then out of that dysfunction, everything will flow dysfunctionally. So if we fix the head of the fountain, the source, the top tier of the fountain, everything flows down from that top. And we'll see that in our lives, in our relationship, uh, in, in how we just perform overall in life. If we have the head right, then the rest flows out of that place. So if, you've, if you're bearing the fruit of the consequences of your decisions— Know that God's love remains steadfast. Turn to Him. Let Him heal that in you that's broken. Um, If you have the ability to reconcile, I would encourage you to do that. Um, Let me just testify that wounds, serious wounds, can be healed. There is restoration that's available inside of a spousal covenant. There's rela- there's restoration that's available. No matter how far that you think it's gone, you know, I'm a, I'm a living testimony that no matter how far gone it is, there is restoration available. If you're in that place of decision where you are flirting with the line, the crossing of the line, I would say turn away from that line as quickly as possible. Ask God to reveal to you the weight of your decision, the how it how it will affect those around you, your children, your friends, your family. And help and ask God to help you to feel and to see see it for what it really is. And then ask him to heal that thing in you that's broken, that's dysfunctional. And just pursue God with all of your heart. And I just ask that God would put in each one of you a desire, a hunger to know Him more, to seek Him more with all of your heart, to hunger for His Word, to, to, to crave the fellowship of the Spirit of God who makes Jesus, who makes the Father more real to us. So I would have just encouraged that. And, it, you know, if you have, if you have questions and... Uh, I would, you know, I'm I'm happy to to give any any feedback. Uh, there's the email address there, the Bible Study Podcasts at gmail dot com. Please reach out if you have questions or um, any anything such as that. But um, I, I pray that this is a blessing to you. Um, I hope that it it ministers to those specific ones that God is reaching out to. Uh, it's a very special episode, very impromptu and unplanned, and so I just pray that it. It connects. I pray that God's word lands in your heart and it multiplies and it produces a harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. If it means that I'm close to you, 
would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you.